Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. Boys are back. Baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is reception. Reception. The show. You know who has had the exact opposite season of Justin Jefferson? That would be Devontae Smith. Because oh, week man. one, oh my God, week one, Devontae Smith literally. Nothing. Nothing. Not, <laughs> yeah. Nada. Zero. Zero catches for Devontae Smith. And and all that preseason noise of, okay, Jalen is going to just throw to A.J. Brown repeatedly over and over and over again. It's going to be a run-heavy team like we saw last year. That came to fruition as well. So I thought it made a lot of sense to then say, okay, Devontae Smith is in trouble. He's in trouble because – They've been telling us this all offseason. This is what they're going to do. Week one, this is what they did. And then week two, we started getting a little bit more Devontae Smith, right? Then week three, my dude goes absolutely ham sandwich. 12 targets, eight receptions, 169, and a spectacular touchdown as well. Oh, my God. Top scoring wide receiver in week number three, Matt Harmon. What do we expect with Devontae Smith moving forward? Yeah, um, I agree with you that after week one, you had to be a little nervous because, um, you know, the the thought was this offense can't really afford to have a funnel target, right? Because they're not mm. going to throw the ball that much, the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, the, you can throw it out the window because now at this point, they're 11th in, the, in terms of neutral pass rate right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, they, they were the bot, the last the bottom barrel team in terms of pass attempts last year. Right. They've completely flipped that around this year. Now they're back to doing kind of what they did in the early part of last season. And um, I'll actually bring back up a a conversation I had with Devonta Smith, the the, the person uh, this off season where he said like, we might do, you know, we might come out one month and be this type of team. We might come out one month and be this type of team because it just matters what's working. Like I think last year, if they had come out in the early part of the season, they were throwing the hell out of the ball and it had worked, then they would have stuck with it, right? Because I think that's what the like the Eagles want to be probably a pass first team based on just look at like the way their front office operates, very analytics focused. They trade mm-hmm. a bunch of picks for a star receiver. They probably want their passing game to be pretty good, right? But then last year, because I think Nick Sirianni and this coaching staff is actually pretty good, they just decide, okay, we're going to actually be a run heavy team because we can't pass the ball right now because. Jalen Hurts is still developing and like Jalen Rager's taking a bunch of snaps for us. Like we're not very good at, at the wide receiver position. And Devonta Smith is a rookie. 
now in this year, like, why would they not throw the ball? Right. Because Jalen hurts clearly <laughs> taking a step forward. They right. have a top five receiver in AJ Brown and they have a second year receiver in Devonte Smith, who is awesome. Like I would didn't, I didn't draft a lot of Devonte Smith this year because I was worried about their pass heaviness, but Jalen hurts has so outkicked our expectations. Right. AJ Brown has clicked right away. Um, to now the point that like I think the Eagles have a one A and a one B in terms of that's how good Devontae Smith is. Like me not drafting a lot of Smith in fantasy or ranking him low in fantasy was never about Smith's talent because y- you forget like not only was this guy like a reception perception superstar as a rookie right. and as a college prospect, he won yeah. the Heisman Trophy, James, in an era <laughs> where like offense is berserk at in at the college level. He had a all time season. And oh, I'm just and, so happy. And the other and the other thing is wide receivers never, never win, win the, Heisman. the Heisman. Never. It's always quarterbacks and running backs. Great point. Um, I'm just so happy for Devontae Smith, too, because like the way he won against the commanders, too. Remember the BMI tweets, bro? Like, remember when yeah. he was too skinny? I mean, we're talking about like tough ass contested catches. Good deep God. catch was contested. His t- his touchdown that was, was awesome. contested. Like he's a he's a star receiver, I think. Devontae Smith is so good, and I I think at this point, like the Eagles, they're the best offense in the NFC. Like some of these other teams will get better, you know. Like mm-hmm. the Bucks will get guys healthy. Yeah. The Packers might take a few steps forward, you know, as they kind of figure out the post Devontae Adams identity. Some of these teams, like the Rams, will get better as time goes on. Um, but right now, I, I think it's a clear tier of of one with the Eagles being the best uh, <laughs> offense in the entire NFC right now. And they've got a great big three with Hertz, with Brown, with Devonte Smith. And then they've also got other dudes beyond that. So I think it's kind of wheels up for Devonte Smith at this point. I do think that the target share will be relatively inconsistent as we have seen through the first three weeks of the season. But man, if, if he is doing what he is doing right now, which is creating separation, getting open, and then he and Jalen Hurts are starting to, you know, figure some things out. Well, I I tell you, it it is very, very interesting. I was so down on myself because I had Devontae Smith in a a lot of different spots because the price went down so far. Um, But now I feel feel great. I feel like a genius, dude. I feel good now, yeah. I feel feel (laughs) awesome now. But no, and and again, I remember talking to you last year, I think it was, yeah, about Devontae Smith and, and just saying like, yeah, he is a natural separator, but man, there are those concerns because someone of his size and speed has literally never done it in the NFL before. And for him to be doing what he is doing is special because of that too. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Geno Smith, is he kind of sort of good? Like, what is going on? Is is he kind of sort of decent, man? Like, 77.5% completion rate. Obviously, these are all career highs, by the way. He's averaging 240 yards passing. He's got four touchdowns and two interceptions over three games. Um, it's seven yards uh, per pass attempt and about seven air yards per pass attempt as well. It's a relatively conservative mix right there. But he's being super efficient with what he's got, and he's running the system in a way that Russell Wilson never did. The biggest thing with Russ over the last few years is like 
like we said with Nathaniel Hackett, they always just become the Russell Wilson offense. Like even if, even if uh, organically the the coaches aren't like bending over backwards to make it the Russell Wilson offense, like it seems like Nathaniel Hackett is, he's just such a hyper specific type of quarterback that you can put Shane Waldron Waldron in there to run like a Shanahan McVay style offense. He comes from that coaching tree, and you know what yeah. they're gonna run. They're going to run the Russell Wilson offense because <laughs> Russ is just so hyper specific like that. They yeah. become like a, a run, run, deep pass offense because it just is always what it is. Um, so, yeah, they're always going to be like Seattle's going to be conservative. But I think what's a tough look for Russ is not just that Geno's playing pretty well. It's a couple of things. One, I think that Seattle, their bet this offseason because Russ was clearly there was clearly a rift growing between the two sides. Right. Um, and I think the, the biggest rift of it was Russ believed he was something that he was not. And the Seahawks decided we're going to get out now. Like we're just going to, we're going to trade him now because we're going to get out at the right time. And they did get out at the right time. Right. Like if Russ has this season that he's having in Denver right now, or even like a slightly better version of this season in Seattle in 2022, the Seahawks aren't getting the package that they got for him you know, right. a few months ago. So they made that bet. I think they've won that bet so far. Oh yeah. Um, and, and from a rough standpoint too, it's like, you look back at what Seattle's got. I think Tyler Lockett catches some of those Jerry Judy passes that he, that he's, you know, he Tyler Lockett's like the player that everybody thought Jerry Judy was, you know, and, and <laughs> DK Metcalf is the player that people wish Cortland Sutton was. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> that is interesting. But no, I think, like I said, I, I think with how well Geno Smith is playing in this Pete Carroll offense, it's such a bad look for, for Russell Wilson because they are more efficient. They can move the ball a little bit. And listen, nobody is comparing Geno Smith to Russell Wilson. We had written Geno Smith off and, and for good reason too, by the way, like his first two years as a jet, I, Dude was the worst yeah. quarterback in the NFL. He was yeah. awful. Um, yeah, man. So I don't know. It's a it's an interesting look there um, in Seattle. And I was really obviously concerned with Tyler Lockett. And then now Geno Smith has kind of sort of made that irrelevant. Like he's feeding him really high efficiency targets. Um, and it actually that connection looks pretty good. It does look really good. And and honestly, like when you look back at last year, you know. Um, Tyler Lockett actually had the target share edge to DK Metcalf when, when Geno Smith started DK just made some of the bigger plays, but you know, you brought up our buddy Marcus Grant and I trust me, I, I hope Marcus doesn't listen to this and realize I'm bringing him up so close, so close to Geno Smith, Geno Smith for a lot of reasons, but we'll leave that. We'll leave that there. You brought up like Marcus Grant and the just throw to yeah. your good players narrative. Yeah. Right, right. now, 26% of the targets in Seattle to Tyler Lockett, 25% to DK Metcalf. 38% of the air yards to Tyler Lockett, 33% to DK Metcalf. Gino is throwing to his boys, throwing to the good players. They're not getting like, you know, yeah, Will Disley pops in rando touchdowns every now and again. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Noah, Noah Fant is a third on the team with 10 targets. They're not, but they're not doing what Denver's doing, right? Like messing around with all these goofball players. Like they've mm -hmm. got two guys and they're throwing the ball to the good guys. So like, I don't know that I... I it's going to be tough for these guys generally to have good weeks together. They're not going to play the Falcons defense every single week. Right. Are, are the Seattle Seahawks. Correct. But 
I think that Tyler Lockett was really undervalued in fantasy. And I think DK Metcalf was maybe slightly undervalued coming into this year. Cause, and I, I will admit that I think I was too hard on Gino because I think Gino is like a really good backup quarterback. He's just a really good backup quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback. He right. shouldn't be like your plan to roll into the season with Gino Smith. No, um, absolutely not. It's what happened. And I think he's gonna be fine for these receivers. Uh, look, he's he has outperformed, and he's making a lot of a seat crow because, listen, he had the line of the freaking year. People wrote me off, but I didn't write back. And, bro, I hope you, you hold know. that energy because, <laughs> dude, you deserve it, man. Like, yeah. everyone, everyone shat on Geno Smith, and dude is playing pretty good football. Like, I'm not saying he's an all-pro or something crazy like oh, that. I'm just saying close, yeah. he looks like, an, like a functional – mid-tier starting quarterback in the NFL. You know, yep. like, do, it's like, is he the future? Obviously not, right? But he's a functional quarterback in the NFL. And, dude, I tell you what, man, like, he's actually, you know, keeping this offense in Seattle afloat. 